Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening around the world. Welcome to Ivy Exec Insights, a weekly podcast brought to you by Ivy Exec, an elite network of global thought leaders. In today's episode, you will have the opportunity to hear how to get out of the executive author class, led by our guest speaker, Anish Majumdar, career coach and the expert in the hidden job market. You will have the opportunity to hear how to identify and eliminate the desperation signals, how to stop being goaded into one-sided conversation with the bosses, and how to instantly command a higher asking price and get it for your next job or career opportunity. Enjoy! Enjoy. All yours. What is going on? Thank you so much for the great intro, Snezana. Thank you to each and every one of you for uh, joining me here. Uh, I'm excited to rock and roll with you uh, on what I hope will be a very power and aha moment filled hour for each and every one of you. Uh, Let's start here. Um, The executive underclass is something that is real. It's not marketing speak. Uh, It is something that I first discovered uh, as a career coach working with a tech executive who we were at the time uh, going through a what, what should have been a pretty standard process. He had spent a couple of years at a tier one uh, tech company in Silicon Valley. Uh, he had made good uh, moving from India to the United States many years ago, had raised a family, was nearly C-suite, and we were, we were putting it together. And we realized that for the ever since he had um, moved from an H-1B visa into kind of a permanent status here in America, As his career has been rising, as his job titles have been rising, he has consistently been earning between 30 to 50% less than the accepted pay scale at each and every stage that was going on. Now, uh, I worked with him. We corrected for a lot of that, mainly because he was moving out of that company. We had a big opportunity to do so, but it got me curious. It got me thinking, hey, if this is happening with this guy who had every bona fide, every credential, who if you looked at his LinkedIn profile, you would say, oh my gosh, this guy is absolutely the top tier pedigree here. If this is happening to him, could it be happening to other people? Is it just an H1B thing? I kept working with people. I started digging. I became a little bit of a Sherlock Holmes. Hey, how much did you make here? What's the earning pattern here? How hard of of a job did you have here? How much micromanagement did you have here? And what I discovered is this is happening everywhere. So what I want you all to hear me on is, I don't really care whether you're here because you're in active job search mode, because you're not, because the excuse of the company or the secondhand brand recognition of your company that you're looking for right now is making you feel safer than you would, or you feel completely fine and secure. It, this applies to each and every one of you. This is going on everywhere. Companies are screwing us over right, left, and center. And if you don't find a way to get ahead of this, I promise you, you are just making it easier and easier and easier to take advantage of you. This guy didn't even know until we started digging beneath the surface. How many of those easy judgments are you carrying with you? So what I wanna do over the course of this session, okay, is I wanna teach you not just how to get out of this, but I wanna kind of give you three perspectives here. One is my perspective as a career coach who's been doing this for over 12 years and has gotten personally 2,000 people just like you, me and my team, out of this job search hell, executive hell forever, okay? The second perspective is my simple perspective as a job seeker who has done the rounds and I did the rounds for years trying to convince people and the more accomplishments I had, it didn't make any difference in terms of impressing these gatekeepers. And the third perspective is what I call the hirer's perspective. In other words, over the years, I have not just coached people like you, I have been in that room. I have been there at the end. I have heard all of the judgments that they will not tell you, that they tell us. I know what actually moves something to an offer, and I know the secret judgments that have held you back as well. So I'm gonna bring all three of these together if I can to serve you. What I need is your full attention. What I need you to do is to turn that darn phone off and give me one hour here to focus exclusively on your dream, what brought you here and your career. If you can't do it for an hour, forget about doing it long-term. Let's go. So as I said, this is for anyone who's feeling frustrated, not just job seekers, not just uh, 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 who has a VP, SVP title or a C-suite title uh, um, next to their name. I have seen this happening every single way. And the way that you're gonna know has nothing to do with me, by the way, guys. 
you should know this, right? If this is a problem where you feel like for years you've been struggling with it, or you just feel recently, hey, wait a, wait a minute, when I should, this is the time in my life when I need the most freedom. This is where I'm, where I'm getting resistance. What's going on here, right? We're gonna, I'm gonna show you exactly how to break out of this, how to start generating opportunities and offers in a way that actually serves you. One of the biggest mistakes I see people making that are holding them back in their careers right now. How to identify and address the desperation signals. I see this every day, guys. I, you know, you can only imagine how many work histories, how many LinkedIn profiles I see. It, it breaks my heart to see people who have 20, 30 years of experience who should be calling the shots right now, coming across like desperate, fresh out of college graduates. And they're doing it because they got a whole ton of crappy advice from people who had a vested interest in keeping them subservient. I want to break you out of this and I want to I open your eyes exactly as it was open to me in terms of, whoa, I have a huge hand in the lack of activity here. It's not just employers or industry. I have a, a role to play in this and I can control this. How you can actually give interviewers what they are looking for. Guys, most job postings, which we're going to go into, are BS. They do not reflect the honest truth of what is going on in the company. So what difference does it make if you spend three, four, five hours aligning your resume and your LinkedIn profile with a bunch of fake stuff that honestly, dirty secret, they put that job posting together by looking at other job postings from other companies, most likely. So what are we doing here? That's not giving people what they really want. That's not what they're looking for. If you don't know, trial and error is not going to get you there. I will. Okay, how to negotiate a higher level job title and higher comp today and get it without changing anything about your experience or education level. Let me say something really clear to each and every one of you. Each and every one of you can and should relatively easily get a strong double digit increase in your salary and comp right now by changing roles, by going to a place where they get you, by going to a place where they understand or, or, and, and have a need for you to operate, not just in a tactical way, but in a strategic way, right? And you don't need to get, go back to the drawing board. So I want, I want, this is specifically going out to each and every one of you. I know there's a whole bunch of you out there who have been putting your dreams aside because some boss at your current company is telling you that there's some kind of career plan, growth plan for you, but it requires you investing an additional couple of years in that MBA. But you got to take another company-based training. That is crap. Most of the time, that is a delay tactic. Okay, you don't need that. You don't need to be focusing on that. They just want you running the hamster wheel instead of keeping your eye open and saying, hey, as a free man or woman, there's a pathway for me. Okay. By the end of this session, I'm gonna I'm gonna set I'm gonna do my best to set you up with a plan that you can follow repeatedly to not just get you out, but long term keep you going on this path of abundance, not scarcity. Over and over again is what this is all about. All right. So moment of truth, guys. Grab your notepad. Grab a pen. I'm going to lead you through five of these. And I want you to ask yourself, out of these five, how many of these is a yes for you? Okay. Um, no one's looking at this, right? There's no teacher grading you. But I need you to be honest. Okay. Do you see other people in your industry excelling in the types of roles you want and earning the kind of compensation you want? And you just have no idea how they're doing it. I want you to really think about this. Are there people in your company that you're like, how did they get the inside track? That wasn't even advertised. How were they able to build this relationship with this leader at a completely different division? It seems like he or she would have no exposure to that. How were they able to pull that off? How is that person who is at my, I, I was talking with someone um, on YouTube just yesterday. They nastily discovered that uh, his job, he has four other people working in the same company. He discovered that, that this, they're all doing the same level. One person is making $45,000 more than he is. And this whole way, his boss has been telling him, you're the star, you're the one, we can't wait. And he realized, wait a minute, even if I get this promotion, I'm going to be underpaid than my so-called peer. Has this been going on? Have you noticed this in your own life? Number two, are you working way too hard in your current job? Look, I'm going to assume that each and every one of you here, you're not a lifelong underachiever, right? That you're not taking advanced career training like this uh, just because. So I'm going to assume that when a door opens for you, you know how to run, run through it, right? But there's a difference between that and a trajectory, okay? A trajectory means no matter what your path is, marketing, ops, strategy, a mix, a hybrid mix, whatever it is, okay? You are moving in a path where there's less micromanagement, that there is more delegation, and you are spending more time essentially operating as a strategic partner to the business. If that is not going on, here's what's happening, okay? You start out with a job. 
you you start doing a great job at that but the but the communication of the true impact of what you've done has not been happening so here's what go, what, what 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 goes on you get no credit in fact you and your team probably get a whole bunch of responsibilities as a client of mine right now is is dealing with additional responsibility do this well that's not in my purview but you know what i'm going to lose my job right so we may as well do it they find a way to do that now they get to a point where they just axed 40% of that company, 40% uh, of that division. Why? Because they're a jack of all trades and the senior leadership can't really get a grasp on what they do, right? Is this going on with you? Do you have the title and the comp, but you're miserable at work? That's not the way that it should happen. Are you always watching your back or worried that you're going to get replaced by someone 20 to 30 years younger than you? Can we, can we spend just a moment talking about like the indignity of that? Are we going to get mad about that or not? Are we going to do something about that or not? I'm tired of hearing people out there talking a good game about being bold, being free, and all of that, but they don't stand up for the number one thing that is going to feed you and your family. I want to show you a different way of, out of all of this. And I want you, out of those first two, how many of those explain you? How many of those is a yes for you? The more of these that is a yes, the more desperately and hardcore you need to jump in, into the shifts I'm about to teach you here. Okay. Number three, is it easy for you? This happened to me for many years to get defensive when asked about perceived red flags in your work history or performance. Do you feel like you are damaged goods when compared to the top 1% of your competitors? As you grow in your career, it's supposed to be a, a place where it's easier for a leader to teach, not be a dictator, right? It's easier for a leader to spread, to be abundant in terms of what they can do. They feel comfortable sharing their knowledge. They feel comfortable being a student again because they don't have they don't have so much to prove. If you don't feel that way, if you feel like every time someone asks you what's the latest at work, it's like this twist because you feel this guilt. You know, uh, the someone I worked with, they were promised a promotion for a year and a half and then they were told they weren't gonna get it because the company was growing so fast it would cause too much of a disruption. So this person felt the guilt of that, even though he had no responsibility for it. How, what is your defensive line? Where is your confidence line and abundance line right now? I want you to really ask yourself for the work that you have done, do you feel more fulfilled, more confident, more safe, more secure? Isn't that the way that, that it should go? It shouldn't go the opposite, right? There's no point in us getting ahead if more subservience is the answer for it. If you don't, if you disagree, there's no reason for you to be on this training. I want to be very clear with that. So do you feel like, number four, do you feel like technology, okay, the changes that, that we're seeing here, is it fundamentally an asset or a threat to your career growth? Do your recent actions to get ahead support this feeling? Do you feel like you are at the, the, the helm? Do you feel like, hey, the changes that are happening, I can incorporate that in the larger context of what I do? Or do you feel like every time the shoe changes, either every time the hour changes, uh-oh, here's a new threat. Here's a new younger person. Here's a new shift. Here's something that I don't understand and something that I'm going to be expected to understand. True leaders who are not in the executive underclass do not have to spend their lives proving and comparing and contrasting themselves versus every Tom, Dick, and Harry who may have some similarity in their journey. They have unique heft. They have unique ground, no matter how humble it is. Do you have that? Have you been experiencing that? Here's my final one for you guys, right? Are you secretly terrified that you missed the boat somehow? And now that the, the payoff years are here, the years where you're not fresh out of college, you're not just making your bones, that you have already made your bones. These are the years where you're supposed to get an outsized sense of reward, not just linear, but the kind of growth that is going to make the whole journey say, wow, this was worth it. Is that where things are headed for you right now? Because if so, you don't need to do anything radical, right? And if not, if, if the trajectory is along the other four, keep that in mind right now, okay? I want you to look at your answers here. And hey, if you got a no on everything, I guess your life is perfect. I guess your career is perfect. Out of 2,000 plus people, 10,000 is our goal right now. I've maybe met less than 10 who had it really going, but maybe you're number 11. But for those who are listening here, who get me, who understand the truth of what I'm talking about and have the courage to actually look at the truth of their situation, let's get into the real problem and shift number one, okay? The real problem is actually none of these symptoms. None of them, okay? These are brutal. These will work on, on and sabotage your self-belief, but it's not the disease. The disease is you've actually outgrown the solutions that you're trying to throw at this, right? Your competitors, 
one way or the other, are not playing the same game. I know it looks that way. Everyone has a LinkedIn profile, so they all must be doing the same thing, right? Everyone has a resume, so they all must be using it in the same way. And everyone knows how to talk to people, so they must be building relationships in the same way. I think we know that that's not the truth, but the longer we keep our head in the sand, the longer we tell ourselves, yeah, the same way I got a job as a know nothing out of college is the same way at 40, at 50, that I'm gonna go get my next role that's the problem, okay? That's the problem. And it's up to you, okay, whether you want to break out of it or not. But I'll tell you, I've seen people who have not, okay? I remember talking with a project manager who had been one way too long, way too long. And we start exploring where he wants to go. And all of this defensiveness came pouring out. And he literally told me, Anish, you know what? I don't want to save the world, all right? I'm a project manager. That's, that's all I am. That's all people see me as. Stop making me feel bad. Stop making me think that there's something else. I don't want to hear about that. That's the other zone, okay? That's the zone of letting yourself be marginalized by other people, by corporate interests. And by the way, every company on planet Earth has a vested interest in you looking at yourself in a lower degree. If I can pay you less and have you never feel safe and secure in your job, then I get everything and you get nothing, right? I get to burn you up, chew you up, throw you out, and replace you. But how do you come ahead in that? right? So here are the payoffs that we're going for here, okay? Complete, I said complete control over who you work with, how you work with them, and, and what you choose to charge for your services. There's an epidemic of underpayment and an epidemic of people with highfalutin titles thinking small out there. A new channel of offers will come through high-level, empowering conversations with business leaders, not degrading multi-stage interviews with low-level gatekeepers. More first round interviews will become second round interviews and pointless follow-ups. Hey, just following up on my candidacy, that does nothing. Stop doing it. We'll be replaced by faster time to offers. You'll be able to create true urgency to hire and you're going to make it painful to pass on you. This is so critical, okay? Someone who passes on you after six interviews, I'm not losing on anything because you showed me through, through committing to six interviews unpaid exactly what you think about yourself, exactly what your leverage is. There's a different way to do all of this, right? And you're gonna be able to accomplish more in three focused hours per week than most will through pouring 40 plus hours per week into job boards. Please think about it, guys. At your stage, two steps, three steps higher up. Are we really so naive to think that a C-suite leader is sitting there blasting out uh, job postings on Monster and Indeed? It's a joke, okay? I wanna show you exactly what they're doing because oftentimes the people I'll work with, they got 20 minutes a day. They got 25 minutes a day or they have time for one call or two calls and they need to make sure that's an outcome, right? They need to make sure they've done their due diligence to get that outcome because they're not investing one second into a quote unquote job search without there being an outcome. Are you holding yourself to that standard or are you doing what basically everyone else is doing, which is in the service of quote unquote getting a job, I will invest an unlimited amount of hours and eat as much crap as I possibly can along the process. I am sick and tired of that. I hope you are as well. So here's a expert tip number one for each and every one of you. You see that screenshot right there? That's that's your SSI score. Each and every one of you have it. It doesn't matter if you have a free LinkedIn account, a paid LinkedIn account. LinkedIn gives you all sorts of false flags to track. You know, they, they, wanna, they want you to spend more time on the platform. But here is one set of metrics, the only set of metrics you should be really tracking if you're serious about getting ROI. That means offers, opportunities, relationships, calls, et cetera, from LinkedIn, from the right people the SSI score. After this session, I want each and every one of you, okay, write it down in your notebook right now, okay? There's no, or don't, you know, or just, I guess, passively take this training and nothing changes, right? But look this up. What is my LinkedIn SSI score, okay? After this training, I want you to look it up. It'll break it down exactly as you see here, okay? Four components, professional brand, your ability to find the right people, engaging in insights and building relationships, okay? If you focus on getting these four up, these four metrics up, you are gonna see a massive difference in incoming connections, incoming activity, and the receptivity of the people that you are attempting to connect with, okay? These four are critical, all right? You're gonna see the, the industry SSI rank there that I'm in the top 1%. I've been doing this for a long time. You'll see my videos and trainings all over the place. Uh, and the three kids that you see there are the reasons I'm doing it, you know? Um, Mickey, Henry, and Teddy. Um, they're the reason and they're the people that I think of along with my wife when I go in there to negotiate. I'm not just thinking about another job. You know, I'm thinking about the life. I specifically can microscopically see what the life is that I'm building. Do you have that? And I challenge you, I want you guys to think about it. Why are we doing this? It's not just for another job. 
It's not just to, to, to get a 20% bump or a 30% bump, I hope, right? Isn't it about a future? Isn't it about a dream that we're creating together? Okay, so look up that SSI score. This is critical for you guys. Stop wasting time on the false flags, right? On the false uh, criteria that's there. Number one, all right, out of five shifts, this is the first one, arguably the most important. Take extreme ownership of your career. There is no more third parties. There are no, there's no safe haven anymore whether it's a boss, whether it's a recruiter, whether it's someone promising you anything. No one else, including myself, by the way, none of us will care about your career the same way you will. None of us will be pained by the failures the way that you will. None of us will triumph in the successes the way that you will, okay? Once upon a time, we lived in a world of company men and women, right? So it made sense to do what I see on LinkedIn all the time. And if you're guilty of this, I want you to think about this. I'll see brands all the time. Big four finance expert. You know what I mean? IBM certified tech leader. You know what I mean? Amazon meta, right? Insert third tech player there um, 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 leader that, that, that can do it, right? They're using the brand association, but that doesn't work anymore, guys, for two reasons, okay? One is we, 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 for better or for worse, we live in a land of mercenaries now. We do not live in a land of loyalty to long-term companies. No one's looking for that. Companies are not looking for that. You're not winning any favor with that. More often than not, if, if nowadays, if, you're, if someone is looking at a journey and you've been at a company for 20 years, my number one impetus on my side coaching you is to make sure those 20 years read like at least three or four very different roles with real progression there. Because if I don't, you just look, you look outdated. You look completely outdated because it's almost impossible for you to have gotten fair compensation and really realized your potential at one company anymore. So that's one reason, okay, is that the game has completely changed. So you associating yourself with some company or some level Fortune 500 uh, consultant who specializes in blah, blah, blah is not going to work. The second reason it doesn't work, okay, is because with the the pace at which things are changing the pace at which companies are are adapting we're, you know we just we just all of us collectively went through like a, a an almost two year period where entire swaths events management massive massive swaths of business were completely thrown out and killed right so that's the other thing is that you might say look i'm you're a big four finance expert but guess what I'm a high, high, highly growing company right now. We're innovators. With all due respect, I don't really want someone who's just another, you know, uh, fuddy-duddy, you know, working at these 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 out-of-date things, right? The same way a brand can help you if you're associating with a company, it's going to hurt you just as likely, okay? So it doesn't really work to do that. You can't really say, look, because of my companies, this is me. Because of, of, of this scale, this is why you should trust me, okay? Um, it doesn't work. All right. And uh, the way to break out of that, I'm going to give you some examples of that. OK, but just so you understand what, what are the costs here, right, of, of not getting out of skills trading mode. Look at your LinkedIn profile right now. And, and, and by the way, guys, if you're not uh, already connected with me, uh, definitely take a second. I would really appreciate it. You know, sh you know, shoot me, shoot me a connection. I would really that would uh, that would be really, really awesome. OK, um, but if, if I'm if I'm looking at this right, uh, I want you to ask yourself. Look at your headline. Look at your LinkedIn about section. Okay, how much of this is skills trading that is going on, right? In other words, how much of this is just me trying to throw up a bunch of skill sets? Because if that's the case, you're falling into this trap, hook, line, and sinker, right? Let me um, let me uh, pull this up here so I can show you guys something. Let me give you a couple couple. Of, here's my profile, by the way. Uh, we're 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 arcing in on that fifteen thousand. Would love for you to be one of those. Okay. Uh, every day I'm sharing uh, daily career tips, advice taken directly from the trenches of leaders just like you, uh, who are actually out there. And and we want to share and redirect based on what's actually working. Because ninety nine percent of the career training out there, in my opinion, is garbage. It's not actually going to help you. Right. So if you share that, jump on in. Okay. So. Uh, a couple of examples, but just so you understand, the average here is four plus years lost to job searching, being underemployed, searching, right? It's very, very common to see six, nine, 12 months go on, right? Uh, double digit salary increase right now, 21 to 40% are the latest numbers that you guys can negotiate right now. I'm not even looking at the job. I'm not even looking at the industry. I'm just saying you compared with the hunger, 
can that's what you can negotiate. And yet we were seeing people not even leaving jobs where they've been underpaid for years, right? This is why employers don't give you the, the salary raises that you want, because they're betting on the fact that you're not going to leave, right? They're betting on the fact that when push comes to shove, uh, it's such a hassle for you to get a new offer or a role that you're not going to bother, right? So I believe that the, the root of this unhappiness actually stems from the lack of control. It's not the perfect job or the perfect company. I believe that these are things that we put in there to get rid of the true anxiety. The true anxiety is that it, I can't go out there and get same or better, right? And I can't do that easily. But if I did, right? It would start by me saying there is no higher power, right? I need to align, if you will, around a process, not just a skill set, okay? So let me give you two amazing examples, okay? Christine here, okay? And again, I want you all, put on, don't put on your job seeker hat, okay? Or don't put on your, you know, I want to be a good student hat. I don't want you to be a good student. I don't want any of you to pitch and present ever again. That's just low-level talk. I don't want any of you to be obsessed with your perfect elevator pitch because the very reason for you doing that puts you in a psychologically subservient position. I want you thinking differently if you have the courage and the capability to do so. Christine is one of those people, okay? She came up, you look at this journey, but look at it through a hiring perspective, right? You might say, wow, look at all of this experience, look at all this experience. From a cynical hiring perspective, I might say, well, she's only been in automotive. Yeah, she's only done this. What's going to happen? The way she broke out, right, was not saying that she's only automotive, was not saying that she's only marketing, but by starting the process right at the beginning of explaining marketing towards what. For her, it's bringing the, con the consumer journey into the heart of global marketing and tech innovation, right? And she specializes in large-scale turnarounds and scale-ups, right? So that gives me a point of view. It gives me a hook to hang my hat on as it relates to her, right? And then as I go deeper into her journey, as I go deeper into this, she's helping me frame it because she's not desperately going through her work history. I'm seeing so many LinkedIn profiles echo and ape a resume. That's not the job of a LinkedIn profile, guys. The resume is designed to take a dialogue and make it serious and make you ideally the one and only person who can close this and solve it. LinkedIn is, where, is when someone is getting to know you, okay? It is your 24-7, 365 hype man, okay? It is controlling your first impression and it is scaling your first impression. No one wants a resume when they want to get to know someone. Sorry to say that, okay? I work on resumes all the time for my clients, but no one wants that unless they know who you are, unless there's some alignment between us, there's some respect between us, and we've gotten into the weeds of stuff that I'm actually dealing with. If that's not there, I have no purpose in it, and it's just a piece of paper that I'm going to trash as, as soon as humanly possible, okay? So she changed her brand, and she changed her outcome to go around Christine's process instead of trading on the names of these companies, trading on all of her impressive skill sets, et cetera, and it made a gin ginormous difference in terms of her first impression, right? Uh, if I look at Pradeepta here, Right. And again, you could look at this and say, wow, what an amazing global journey. But again, put on your cynical hirer's eyes, guys. All of you need to be looking at your journey through that eyes. OK, right now is not the time for you to be um, uh, bloviating and, and not looking at problems. Look at this. Right. I could look at this and, and I could tell you one of the easy judgments that would have been there before he uh, took charge of this right, is I could say, yeah, he's just an analytics guy. So when I've got tech stuff going on, blah, 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 yeah, 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 whatever, right? But what he did is very wisely, okay, is he rebranded himself. You don't see data analytics for the sake of that. He's saying towards what, right? He's saying right from the beginning, his approach towards handling this stuff is towards expediting growth, right? That, by the way, is the number one goal that most of the leaders he would want to be dialoguing with share. He's talking their language, not his. He's talking about how he can take global value change reinvent, right? He's giving you the value through a process directly from his brand. And in the about section, he's going deeper into that. He's talking to you. He's not talking about impressing you with his ego because no one cares. He's talking about you. OK, very, very, very critical. OK, and I want you guys to really, really think about this. Bernard, who was one of our success stories, everyone's vision of success is different for him. When when we were working together, he had that COO title. You know, it was so great, you know, but he was miserable inside. He didn't want to be working these 60 to 80 hours a week. But to tell you the truth, he'd never thought that going into a consulting road was going to be his answer anyway. But by taking ownership of his process, right, taking ownership of Bernard's unique process, building relationships based on that, 
and identifying pain at companies he was really interested in as an equal, he found himself in a position to structure full-time roles, part-time roles, and yes, consulting roles. And when you have the pain and you have the first impression, you are in a completely different zone, okay? completely different than someone who is basically deciding between re-uploading their resume or blowing their brains out, right? Number two, okay, so number one is what? Take extreme ownership of your career. Understand that there will, there's no one who can save you unless you're willing to say, okay, this is mine. I live or die by what I do or don't do. Number two, please, please, please go after higher level roles. Okay, um, and remember that the homework for the last one, spend 15 to 20 minutes after this session, okay? Brainstorming your process, brainstorming, hey, what instead of all of these skills, what's my way of moving a company forward? I partner with leaders to help them achieve amazing outcome or thing that they already want through Jane's process, Simon's process, Snazana's process that over delivers across A, B, C. Think about that, brainstorm that spend that time and rebrand accordingly, okay? Next, going after higher level roles. This is absolutely endemic that I see here, okay? And I want to explain this, okay? Ultimately, it is true that what you're seeing here, it, that there are really two main reasons here, right? One is is either you think on some level, you, you're just, you'll never have enough education, you'll never have enough credentials. Most of the people I've worked with who are transplants in the States from another country, that, 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 um, weight is on them. You know, it's on me. I'm from Indian immigrants. You know, I was born and raised in Canada. I live in uh, upstate New York right now, you know, uh, and have been for many years. But I always have this good student kind of thing that says it's never enough. It's never enough. I always need to do more, right? And that can be a delay tactic because it's easier for me to take another course than actually build a relationship with someone who intimidates me, right? But that's what's going to get me to the other side. That's what I need to do. Right. Or the other one is you do think you have what it takes, but you think that there's some kind of horrendous red flag or some other thing that marks you as lesser than. Oftentimes when I will dig in with people, it's it's a it's a it's a case of belief. It's a case of the wrong impressions or internalizing uh, the bad impressions of people who never never got you. Right. What's the answer to this breaking out? The answer is you have got to think bigger specifically to all of you. Think two to three levels higher up than what you're thinking of right now as a minimum, okay? Why? And I'll explain this. The mistake I see people make, um, Jane is has spent five years at uh, company A, okay? During that time, she got some promotions. She got very familiar with their scale and all of that. Now she wants to leave after five years company A. She's, she's putting you know her stuff out there, her candidacy out there. She's saying, oh, I was a manager, I need to go for a senior manager. Or I was a director, I need to go for a senior director. But here's the thing, guys, you're not understanding, okay? That would have been the case if she was still at company A. But she is no longer at company A. She is leaving company A behind. And that means in the eyes of, of employers, in the eyes of hirers, okay, they are expecting you to go aggressive. They're expecting you to know the deal, which is the longer you spend at one company, the, the more likely it is that there's a compounding underpayment effect. And one of the smartest things you're going to do is you're going to, through a very aggressive move upwards, or at least starting from a very aggressive place there, it'll give you all of the bandwidth that you need to correct. But if you don't do that, if you play too small, if you say, look, uh, in my company, who cares, by the way, right? All companies are different. But in my company, the next level up would have been $15,000 and, and, and this title. That has zero bearing on the outside, okay? It's just making you look naive, okay? It's making you look like you don't know what your value is. So what is the answer against this? This is one of the greatest secrets that I can I can share with you guys, okay? And this is absolutely true, by the way, too, is that I'll, I, I've been in the room where they've literally said to me, oh, man, you know, Sandra, you know, she, she, she did an amazing job here, but Literally, this is the only reason. Why is she asking for just this? Like, I sort of understand. And now it starts bringing doubt. Now it starts bringing questions. Now it starts making me feel like I'm getting a bargain candidate. And no matter what employers say, they don't actually want a bargain candidate solving the biggest problems in their, in their company, not a company that you want to be working with, right? So what you want to do here, okay? This is very key. Stop looking at pay scale resources and uh, job postings to figure out what types of roles you should be looking at and what the level is, okay? Start looking at your competitors. Start looking at your competitors, okay? So what that means is, again, after this session, okay? Homework piece number two, 
okay? Or three, if you include the SSI, uh, is I want you, okay, to build a LinkedIn competitor list. That means I want you to target your competitors, the real people, okay? And you can look right at the C-suite, all right? If you're, if you're developing a operations background, start looking at COOs, um, high-level leaders who are uh, chief transformation officers, high-level leaders at, at the top through LinkedIn. Any, any one of you can do this. Um, organize it by the industries that you're targeting by. Take a look at what those commonalities are and start patterning, right? Start taking the keywords, start taking the intelligence and start taking the job titles as well. Your competitors are have the answers that you're looking for. Your The job postings are fake propaganda. They tell you nothing and the numbers that you're gonna have are heavily skewed in the favor of employers. You're never gonna get what you want unless you're a little bit aggressive here. I don't know of an easier way to put that, right? We just do not live in a world anymore where you can quietly keep your head down, not talk to anyone and survive, let alone thrive. We just don't, we don't live there. So um, Mike here, you know, amazing. Just, just read it. I don't have to, to verbalize this. Five offers to choose from through implementing this process, right? And not a single one was advertised. Why? Through following this process, through saying I'm done with being a skills trader, okay? I've got a process and you each of you have 20 to 30 different ways that you can brand yourself around a process, by the way. It's the willingness that is the key. It is the being sick of being sick of the old way that is the key, okay? Um, so let's talk about the secret weapon here, all right? We, we went through two shifts where the deeper you go, you're gonna see an immediate gain here, okay? Uh, and, and, and remember, build that LinkedIn competitor list, grab the pieces of intelligence, the top, uh, three to 4% of the of the people who keep showing up in your uh, searches, okay? These people are visible for a reason and they all have commonality. It's time for you to start getting microscopically uh, up to date and, and understanding of exactly what moves they're making. This is the thing that people should be doing, but they don't because of insecurity. I challenge you to do it. Number three, okay, use the secret weapon, okay? What is the secret weapon? Well, why don't we talk about the traditional way, right? Pray to God, what, what do you wanna call it? Suffer a grind, grindtastic, right? Spend hours tweaking your resume and LinkedIn profile. Spend hours applying to jobs, cold calling, blasting out LinkedIn posts. Get treated like a disposable commodity during interviews. Take whatever job you can get. I'm tired of hearing people say, Anish, I chose this job. How could you have chosen it if it was the only interview you had all month and you got rejected for everything else and you're cashing in your 401k to keep the lights on? How was that choice? But that's how most job searches in this way end. It's private, it's desperate, and they make us feel like garbage so that you are a malleable, subservient nothing when you start that job. That's what bothered me so much as a job seeker. That's the thing that when I talk to a 54-year-old architect, and this is what set me on the path towards becoming a career coach, Arthur, when I talked to him, and he told me he was about to get fired after 20 years and he had no equity in this company. And he was just basically in tears because he felt like he had done everything wrong and he had no reason to feel that way. That lit a fire in me that would serve individuals for the rest of my life. And if it burns down every corporate interest out there, so be it, right? So here's the new way, guys. And each and every one of you can start tapping into this now. You do not need anyone's permission. Remember what I said about extreme ownership? This is the value of our year, our time. There is no more gatekeepers, okay? There are gatekeepers and there's a direct channel. Direct channel requires courage. Gatekeepers require all sorts of changing things. Each of you can do this. Brand yourself as an expert, not a job seeker. Remove every, um, take off the uh, open to work uh, feature on LinkedIn, okay? There's a way that you can activate that where only recruiters know about it. Take it off of your picture. That does nothing. We've run the tests. All it does is it steers people away. It makes you come across as desperate, okay? Um, brand yourself as an expert, okay? If you have a job gap, consider adding in a short-term position like independent consulting. Hell, you can create a DBA or an LLC. And, and it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It could be principal or whatever, advising leaders in the space on growing through uh, solving the marketing riddle and uh, turbocharging our strategic partnership, right? That's it, one or two lines. But what you're doing is you're legitimizing the calls and conversations that you're having. You're legitimizing the relationships that you're having. Your job search should be time on the clock. You should be getting credit for that. You should be learning about what's happening in these companies. It's not just free time that you're supposed to fritter away. Where did this idea come from, guys? How come we're not 
burning this stuff down to the ground. Can you tell me why? Are we that scared? So uh, brand yourself as an expert. Use LinkedIn to initiate meaningful dialogue. And I'm going to give you an example of exactly how you can do this. Okay. All you need is a simple spreadsheet. And I suck at spreadsheets. Okay. Move the ones you wish to do business with to a fast offer with zero competitors stripping you up. That's the most important thing about all of this. Whether you choose to make this your number one play or whether you choose to simply diversify, it doesn't matter to me. But what is very important is that you start having conversations where you're the only one. You're the only person. If I wasn't talking to you, I'd never get clarity into this. I'd never know what to do next. I'd never know, right? And if you're not having that, it's such a horrendously skewed way of looking at what you can do because the only people you're talking to are people who are like, dude, I'm not gonna put my neck on the line for you or for Snazana or, or, or Simon or Darren. Why would I do that? I have very particular criteria. I'm gonna put my job on the line to, to, to go for this guy who has some kind of weird red flag, forget about it, right? So everything interesting, everything uniquely valuable about you gets rejected early, right? And what ends up is garbage, right? That's usually what happens because the retention rate and performance rates have not been improved by this mechanized ATS automation driven way um, uh, of, 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 of moving things forward, right? So let me give you an example um, of, of a way that you can actually end-to-end -end start messaging these people, right? Uh, that you're going to be targeting through through LinkedIn, right? If you're if you're if you're moving forward there. Now, I think it, it it helps to say, and I think just let's just talk about a secret here for a second, okay? If you're on the outs, uh, you're going to uh, you're feeling the negative effects of ATS systems. So, 80% uh, plus auto rejection rates. Um, your your resume, your things aren't even being seen, okay? Those in the know, your top 1% of 1%, they are using automation to help them not to kill their chances, okay? What you're seeing here, this is our in-house platform, Linked Hired Auto. This is where, for the people that we work with when they're ready, we don't wait around and hope for you to like, hey, now that you've done all of this work, hey, send a message or two. We, we, we don't trust you like that with all due respect. We know this is one of the biggest uh, stumbling blocks. So what we do for our people is we set up everything. Our in-house platform handles everything on LinkedIn, who you need to target, what you need to say, how you need to generate it, calls set up, you know how to handle the calls, you know how to negotiate it, you know how to move it forward. Everything is set up. So hours spent on LinkedIn, 30, 40 plus hours goes down to 10 to 20 minutes a day managing automated campaigns and the machines handle all the rest, okay? Everything is customized, everything is set up. You don't have to worry about one thing. Now, let's talk about how you can implement that right now, even if you're like, hey, that sounds great, I can't work with you guys. Fine, you still shouldn't get 100% screwed by ATS systems. Here's what I would do. Grab a simple spreadsheet, open it up, Think about a multi-message sequence for the people that you're targeting. So if I am uh, uh, pursuing high-level marketing roles, I know that I can't just trade on marketing because everyone has a Tom, Dick, and Harry reason of what marketing is and the value is not what I want. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to say, what's my process? Well, I can actually help companies grow in any environment through maximizing ROI through A, B, and C, right? Through my way, right? Through, through a way of doing it. Cool. So who are the people who are affected by this? Anyone who is feeling the after effects of not being able to grow the company, who are of not being able to keep our best talent, of not being able to see our best strategies realized, of not being able to see our partnerships realized. It's a, it's a wide panoply. So I've targeted these people. Now, I am not going to make the mistake I see people doing all the time. You've gotten it, you've all gotten it. You get a nice connection request. Oh, how nice. And then they never say anything. Do you really think that they meant to connect with you for no purpose? They didn't know what to say. They didn't know what to say. So the key is to think multiple messages and the key is to think a certain set time frame. Okay. So let's say uh, this week you make contact with 150 top level people in your industry. Okay. Let's say, you know, if you're doing this right uh, at the C-suite level, somewhere between 25 to 30% of those should be accepting and strong double digits should be going into dialogue with you. The way that you're going to do that is A, when you send them the connection request message, that's the first one, okay? You've got to stress a point of commonality, preferably in that first sentence. Do not just send the generic LinkedIn connection request. Customize it, right? So what does that mean? Do we have a school in common? Do we have a company trajectory, an industry? Look up the posts if someone's in, uh, um, um, active on LinkedIn. One of the best ways to connect with someone is to call out a post that really resonated with you, but you've got to stress it out. You cannot make that generic. 
once they accept uh, your connection request, it is very important that you send some kind of thank you message, something to solidify, okay? Solidify the connection, make it clear, okay? You're not just one out of a hundred here, okay? A great thing that you can do when you when you do that thank you message is you can also bolster some authority with a PS. You can say, hey, PS, I'm doing a survey for the other founders in my, uh, in my network about what's really driving them right now or what the biggest problem is. Would love it if you would take uh, um, two, uh, two seconds to answer these two questions, right? Or, hey, I just put together uh, a very quick 60-second uh, video about what me and my team are up to right now in driving change in this biotech, biotech space. If you're interested, here's the link. Some people will watch it. Some people won't. But they'll all get the authority boost, okay? Next, okay? You want to think about a call message. These are not happening day after day. You got to you got to space it out a little bit. Call message, right? This is where you're arcing into a call. W-I-I-F-M. What is in it for me? Not for you. For me. Right, that call message. You, 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 you should not say one word about a job search or I need a desperate job or hey, I'd love a job. Come on, it's transactional. It's low level. What I want you to do is I want you to focus on the relationship first, explore and have value exchanged in that first call. And if you identify pain that you, in your mind as an expert, is worthy of solving at your level, then you can follow up. Then you could go deeper. But every relationship and the building of that with integrity should be your main goal. It should not be to bamboozle someone into a job. The jobs will come. Here's the analogy, guys. You're going out on a date. You sit down at a date. You dressed up, all that. Are the first words out of your mouth, man, I'd really love to sleep with you? Like, that's not going to work, right? Like, that might happen. If you focus, if you listen, if you let the moment be what it's going to be, if you create something beautiful with this other person, that will happen. But stop getting so like tight, so reserved at, at, at the prospect of employment that it's killing the actual relationship, right? This is this is desperation. This is insecurity, and this is something that you have in all likelihood overgrown. Everyone has overgrown it. Okay. Finally, there's a follow-up message, something that allows you to either deepen it, give them another crack, don't re-ask for the call, but give an alternate. Hey, would love to open up some dialogue with you. If, if, a, if a call doesn't work at this juncture, what do you think about a quick follow-up on email? Boom, they transition into email, you're in dialogue, you're moving into a call. You've got a call scheduler, this thing is moving out, right? But what is important is that everyone that you build relationships with are there for the long-term. Guys, only, no matter how good of a campaign you run, or how good of a job search you are, only a certain percentage of those people are going to go to an offer right now. But all of those people have value to you, right? So some of these people are going to go into an offer with you in a year, two years, three, four, right? All they need is to have more time with you. All they need is to have a greater awareness like, okay, okay, Christine has her own way, right? Predipta has his own way, right? Mike has his own way, right? This is the key, okay? Nothing gets wasted. Everything is yours. Every relationship that you're building is yours and it is on the clock, which means it has professional stakes attached. This will change your life. This right here, if you implement this, if you go deep into this, if you truly understand what things like LinkedIn are giving you right now, plus think about it, guys, the reason there's such openness right now, I was working with Jinwa, um, amazing guy, he uh, from China, uh, had a bit of a language barrier. And he said to me, Anish, I get all this, but I'm so freaked out at the prospect of talking with these people. Like they have better educational pedigrees than me. How can I be like them? And I said, Jinwa, that's the problem, man. They're not looking for, for versions of you. Your typical CEO, your, your typical leader, he, he spends all day either dictating stuff, collaborating or whatever. But what he doesn't have is someone that he respects on a different zone, a different wavelength, holding the mirror up as best you can. Don't hide your accent. Don't hide who you are. Don't hide the trembling hands if that's what if that's what it feels. But when you see a problem, speak your mind. When you see someone doing something wrong, let them know. When you have an idea of a way that you can move it forward, don't hold on to that. Share it, okay? Because the people who uh, are going to go into an offer with you, they're not going to demand anything less than you and only you implementing this to the best of your capabilities. And that's exactly what he did. His challenge was allowing himself to accept who he is, to accept that hey, warts and all. There's a way that I can help. There's a way that I can move forward that no one else can because of my winding story, not despite it, right? So, um, and one of our great success stories, pigeonholed forever, was told, hey, you're a woman uh, uh, in, in a very male-centric sort of line of work here. Stop thinking that you have anything to do with originating, okay? Uh, you can work at Fortune 500 companies, but don't think that you have it in her DNA. 
guess what? She's building a company right now and happier than she's ever been. So who's to tell us what we can or cannot do, right? Here's my fourth shift for you guys, okay? Leverage your time, okay? And that means get out of this infinite interview process here, okay? Forget about this. This infinite amounts of time in exchange for sometimes maybe never never happens, okay? So what are we what are we going to what are we going to talk about here? Okay. Think about diversification. Think about uh setting up 30 max 40 minute calls, 30 to 40 minutes, okay? With experts who are feeling the pain of what you solve at the highest possible level, right? Think about what you're going to do here, okay? You are going to All right, and here's the basic sort of structure with this, okay? It's very, very key because literally I, I see people getting rejected after seven, eight interviews, nine interviews, and I don't know about you, I would burn a company to the ground if they did that to me, right? And and they will mess you over for anything. There's a way that you can, in the in traditional interviewing, what you wanna do is you never wanna agree to anything until you know, hey, what's the outcome? If we're gonna be uh, doing a follow-up interview in three days, fine, but before you say yes, Spend just a moment saying, hey, what are we going to be covering here? What are we going to be stacking on that we didn't get a chance to cover in the last one? Who's going to be there? What can I frame it from the point of view of wanting to better prepare, but also hold them accountable. Every time you go into an interview, you should be taking notes about what was also covered so that in that follow up interview, when they say, hey, uh, Susanna, uh, let's go back over this. She can actually say, no, we actually covered that. Let's take this one step further. And here's what I would like to know. How, many, how much of that are you guys doing? Or are you just sliding that resume over, over and waiting around? Your behavior is killing you. Your passive passivity is killing you. Your low expectations are killing you because no one wants to work with someone like that, right? So uh, if we're talking about a 30 to 40 minute conversation, okay, here's what you want to think about. First five or six minutes, building that rapport and framing that call. That means you're setting professional stakes. Inside of the first 10 minutes, you have asked one high powered, big stakes question, right? What's the one thing you and your team need to do to, to consider this year a success? You're, they're talking for most of it. You're not doing most of the talking. You're listening, you're taking notes, you're diving deep, you're understanding the true lay of the land. You're uncovering, as we say. 20 to 25 minutes into it, we are starting the process of bringing this together, truly understanding, hey, what is happening here? This is going on, this is going on, this is going on. We're bringing it together. We're getting buy-in for a follow-up, if that makes sense. We're saying, hey, look, here's what we've identified. Here's what I see. Here's what I would like to do. I'd like to go a little bit deeper into this, and I'd like to have a follow-up with you where we can talk about this, and we can go deeper and see whether a solve here makes sense and what that would look like. Again, you are not preemptively volunteering yourself for a job, okay? This is all about being patient in the right way. Outcomes driven, but patient in terms of what you ask for. You are focused 100% on helping every single individual you speak to. In those 30 to 40 minutes, it should be driving towards an outcome no matter what, okay? But um, the key thing is you're not saying, hey, and if I can help, I will. You're letting what you do, you're getting to work, do the proving for you. Instead of talking and bloviating, you are doing. And that changes everything. The second a leader sees you acting in that way, it, it, it there's a a wonderful almost quasi lobotomy that happens where I'm like, oh crap, I can't pull any crap on her. She's talking with people just like me. She's not impressed by this. She gets it. She's critical. She's she's got a discernment here in terms of what's going on, right? Leverage your time, guys. Any any one of us now, you can set up a very simple call scheduler and 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 give people a chance to set up these 30 to 40 minute call blocks with you. And they're gonna be more than excited to do that because right now we need help right? But it's going to go to the people who actually care enough to do it. It's going to go to enough to the people who are not scared by thinking, I don't have a right to talk to someone without the permission of someone else. That's basically what it comes down to. I learned that, by the way, from shift number five, right? Biggest mistake I did is I didn't ask for help, right? My wife was the first person I asked for help. I, that was, you know, when, when I was 26, right? Uh, I didn't ask help from coaches and mentors until it was way, 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 way too late. Instead, I trialed and error all of this stuff, right? It cost me six years, 150K at a time when I had zero K, right? And drove me to bankrupt, uh, bankruptcy about six months away. Um, uh, it also brought unbelievable, unspeakable amounts of uh, tension and friction to our marriage, right? I see people in job search mode telling me that the best thing that happened out of changing this for them had nothing to do with the job. It was like, I'm, I realized like, why have I been blaming my wife? Why have I been blaming my wife for this? She's the only one who's been in my corner. And I've been making her and the kids feel like crap. I don't care. 
about what that next bloody job is. This is not about that. This is a mental shift. This is about ownership and this is about going after and what you truly, truly want, right? For me, what mentoring and coaching brought to me was fresh ideas and accountability, right? There are new ideas and possibilities in your head right now that would not be there had you not made time for this training today, I hope, right? So let's talk about this. In order to, to make this process of offers simple, cheap, easy, and fast for you, the brand has got to be on point. The targeting and the messaging has got to be right. The call strategy has got to be right and the negotiation strategy. You don't have to be Gordon Gecko here, okay? But you do have to have a very simple, reliable negotiation strategy. For us, we call it the final offer funnel, right? But there's a simple way that we can structure an offer once the pain has been identified, right? So how can you do all of this, right? We did the math, 2000 plus clients, just like you, average 28% uplift in earning power, $650 million in offers closed inside of the last three years, and less than 10% of those were from advertised jobs. So think about the true scope of jobs that are available to you, the true scope of what's there, not just the BS job postings, what's actually there. Is it five times more than you thought? Is it eight? Is it nine? The estimates right now is 90% of all executive offers get closed on and out before they ever make it to a job posting, which means they are not counted. They're not counted. So what's going on there, right? How much of this have you been missing out on? Are you still clinging to the idea that it's a dead industry or blah, 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 there's not enough roles? Of course, there's not gonna be roles for you if you're looking for interesting high-level ones. They're not advertising it there. They want you to do it. They wanna get to know you. That's what they want from a leader. They don't want someone begging for permission. They want someone with some courage, right? So none of these people that I'm talking about were entrepreneurs. None of them were more qualified than you. Okay, they just finally understood this, right? So here's what it takes, getting out of the under, executive underclass, eliminating the desperation singles, drastically interviewing, uh, increasing your interview success rate. The more you look at that as give and take, and the more you look at that first interview as an opportunity to identify those two to three areas of bleeding pain that they do not feel comfortable sharing, and are not in the job posting, the faster you're getting to where you want to go. And from the second you identify that, the pain should be the leverage for the offer, not your experience. Okay? How to make a powerful, credible play for higher level roles without additional training, credentials, or experience. Here are the five that you need. Extreme ownership, higher level roles, going after it no matter what without permission, using the secret weapon, the linked hired method, leveraging your time, and getting help from a mentor. Now, simple choice. My team and I, We've set aside some time in the next 48 hours to speak to you personally about how you can apply these ideas to your career starting today, not next year, not five years from now, okay? We'll all be dead by then. Whatever your biggest challenges are on this front, we've seen it and we know how to overcome it. On this session, what we're gonna do is we're gonna craft a step-by-step -step game plan for taking these goals and what you've learned and taking it one, two, five steps forward so you can actually make this happen, right? And doing it in the most effective and empowering way possible. There's only so much I can teach you in a one-sided, um, in a in a in a one-sided um, presentation like this, you know, if you want to go deeper with us, this would be the way to do it. And we're offering a couple of limited spots to people through Ivy Exec for free. Here's how uh, who this is for. You must be able to solve a major business problem or challenge. You don't have to have a grasp on it or a solid grasp, but you've got to know that you're the real deal. You've got to take full responsibility for the success of your career. Of course, we can teach you how to play the game better than 99% of your competitors, but we can't play it for you. If that's you, book a session. Here's why we're doing this. We love giving back and we know you might need our help to get out of this trap. You're gonna see Pat and Alessa. These are my white people beards in some ways. They're the ones who are uh, the other members of my team, but we are here. We are working with people like you every single day. If you are interested, here is the link, anishmajumdarcoaching.com forward slash apply. Uh, hop over there right now. If this is something that is curious for you, this is gonna blow up very, very fast. It's probably getting uh, swamped as we speak, but basically here's what it would look like. Um, after you've booked it, there's going to be a couple of simple questions, five or six, uh, totally confidential. It'll help us accurately prepare for your call to make sure that we're actually going to be able to give you value that you haven't gotten before. Uh, and do make sure that after you've, uh, after you've confirmed that, take a second to check, take a look at our testimonials, people who we've worked with here, um, people who are on this journey, uh, who are sharing hours and hours, um, of help, advice, expertise about what's been going on. So if this is you, do it now. Do something here to take a, a powerful step. 
Um, the only reason I'm here and taking time away is for the few, not the not the passive learners. For the two of you out of a hundred, the three of you out of a hundred who actually deserve this kind of an outcome. If that's you, I want to talk to you.